Hello, friends, and welcome to the Sex Actually podcast, also known as the SAP. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? How are my sappers out there? Is that what we're calling you guys, sappers? I think that's the I think that's the name that's sticking. This is your guy, Dave Neal. Uh, we have a good episode for you this week. I'll keep the intro short. Quincy Johnson, uh, an amazing friend of mine, he's such a talented comedian, did the episode, and we talked about a whole bunch of different things from. Uh, you know, growing up, trying to pursue your dreams, but also, you know, when to balance a relationship and when to focus on yourself. And that's what's important. You know, I'm not trying to peddle relationships on people. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, the time to get to work on yourself first. That is the most important relationship, the one with the self. And boy, as a codependent, how easy is that to forget? To be like, oh, no, no, no. The most important thing is to make other people happy. And then I'm just some giving tree stomp left. By the way, have you guys seen our new album art? I don't know if it pulled up on the, uh, Chances are, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, it uh, showed up. But do you like it? Let me know. It's uh, it's a little like Giving Tree, mo- like uh, sort of uh, look, you know, but with a with a guy and a girl wrapped around the tree trunk. I don't know. I thought it was pretty badass. Big shout out to Josh Sood who put it together for us. Good album art. Uh, share it with a friend. And um, yeah. Oh, by the way, we just had our first live stand up uh, show for the Sex Actually podcast. And a big shout out to uh robin and victoria thank you so much for coming robin's uh robin and victoria sat in the front row i'm pretty sure every comedian hit on victoria can't put a you can't put a cute girl in the front row and i'd expect comics to be dogs and hit on them but uh it was a fun time it was the late show on saturday night so of course afterwards tasha and i went to Cantor's, which is a 24-hour jewish deli and got uh some late night hot pastrami it was a blast. It was a good show. It was a little rowdy. Um, all the comics killed it. Um, every comic that was on the stand-up show was a comedian that I interviewed on the podcast. So it was really fun to kind of give comics the stage time. So we're going to do that again. Um, I don't know if we'll do it at the same venue. Maybe maybe we'll do it at a different venue. But uh, if you're a, a fan of this podcast and you want to take someone on a date or maybe meet somebody after the show, you got to come to one of these stand-up shows. It was a total blast. By the way, I mean, I, I, I personally, as a host of the show, was kind of just, like, annoyed because it was a late-night show. There's people doing coke in the bathroom. There's, it's a comedy club, you know what I mean? There's people heckling. There's just, like, you know, but all the comics are so good. They all dealt with it fine. And in between comedians, I passed out sex toys, which was really fun. I was literally throwing dildos at people. And um, we met these uh, Canadians who sat in the front. By the way, if you're the Canadians from Ottawa that sat in the front, of the stand-up show and you're listening to this right in sex actually podcast at gmail.com i'd love to see you guys i it was it was it was a real funny moment because we met before the show and this is like a weird misconnections we met before the show and it was like a good looking guy and girl and and i was kind of like oh is this girl in with this guy it was kind of confusing because like i don't know i don't know if they were together or not and then i you know during this you know at the beginning of the stand-up show started talking to them and quickly found out that they're not together or maybe they are i think they were friends who met up in santa monica they were both traveling separately and maybe they hooked up maybe they didn't let me know i want to know what it was all about both good looking the guy was good looking but the girl was good looking too i was like geez you know when, when good looking people sit in the front row it really takes me back i'm like are we gonna fuck after this uh the answer was no <laughs> but uh anyhow tons of my friends came out to the show so big thanks to you and um we've got you know we actually uh we, we got three episodes in the in the chamber as it were episodes i've already recorded that you haven't heard yet and it's just going great there's a lot of uh a lot of people that want to be on the podcast you know we've got a month of episodes already ready to come out and i'm kind of tempted to just release them all at once but i won't 
So I'll release them every Monday. But we need to keep on seeing this thing grow. You know, it's interesting in March, we only had, you know, for three months in a row, we really grew our download numbers. And then March kind of took a hit. So I don't know why. I don't know what, what that was. I know everyone who's listening is um, downloading and, and all that jazz. So it's like, you know, I just I keep on struggling with wondering what we have to do to get iTunes to want to share this. And my thought was that because it was called sex, actually, that it's not brand friendly. It's not like user friendly to, you know, to, you know, the blanket audience. So, so we're, let's just call it the SAP. We're just going to call it the SAP. And if you want to get into it, it's sex actually, but it is a lot more. You guys know it's a lot more than sex. You know, some episodes we really dive into the sex talk and some episodes we're talking about hugging our moms. You know what I mean? In the end, what this podcast is all about for new listeners is it's, uh, it's me, a comedian, my girlfriend, a model. And, uh, you know, we talk about the struggles we have in our relationship and the good things. And we interview people and this generation that we have, you know, these, um, older millennials, as it were, you know, we're really on the forefront of trying to figure out how to run our lives the way we want, be authentic to ourselves, not necessarily what our parents wanted or our grandparents, but really being true to ourselves. We're self-starters. We're not working the nine to five. We're doing whatever we want. We're self-actualizing and we're fucking cool people. I mean, this audience that we have, you guys are fucking rock stars. I love the people that write in. By the way, one person wrote in and said I've been interrupting too much. And they also sent me some nice compliments because they know I love affirmations. So I totally respect and appreciate that. Yeah, I get excited. You know, I have a coffee. I, you know, when I do stand up, I don't have caffeine beforehand because I become overwhelming on stage because you have that adrenaline and you're talking. You're like, blah, 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 blah. So on the solo episodes, it works fine because I can be irreverent. I can move all around. I can be ADD, but I'm not interrupting anyone except for myself. On these, uh, on these interview episodes, it's hard. It's really hard, guys, to have a conversation and not want to just ask the next question too early. It's really hard to sit back and let them answer. So bear with me. I'm trying I'm trying not to say like as much. Uh, I'm trying not to interrupt um, or fart on the podcast. Um, that That's actually, I can fart. Usually the microphone can't pick that part up, so that's nice. Um, but anyhow, anyhow, guys, you're in for a treat with Quincy Johnson. Dude's an animal. He's great on stage. He uh, headlined the stand-up show and he just killed it he's he's a he's a blast it was so funny i didn't record his set oh maybe you know what i think he recorded his set let me see if i can get the audio from the beginning of his set and i'll play it if i can get the audio i'll play it right after this but it was amazing because you know during in between comedians i was passing out dildos and vibrators and all this stuff and he just gets on stage and he goes it was a white dude Without further ado, my conversation with Quincy Johnson. By all means, let me know. Uh, yeah, I think. Let me know uh, if you want your sound up at all or down. I think you're good on the recording level. Check, check. Hey, I said that before I even heard you say anything. I was like, hey, you're good. <laughs> I've already set this. So uh, I don't touch nothing. You sound good. It's perfect. That's nice. Hell yeah. Do you like these mic stands? These are pretty nice, right? I like this. Yeah. I got these um, recently. I, I before then had like little ones. We're leaning over. Your back's hurting. Mm-hmm. So get comfy. Do what you ever you got to do. You got the nice mug, and we'll get right into it. I um, I'll add an intro and all that mm-hmm. shit after. How you doing, man? I am wonderful. How are you, sir? Quincy Johnson the third. So the we second, have to call you the second. second get it right. <laughs> I'm telling be. you something. You, know. do you, have a, you, do you have kids, but they don't... No, but he's not named after me. No. You're saving that title? I'm saving that until I get married. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, uh, if. 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 Are you, are you with somebody? 
Uh, no, not right now. I'm uh, aggressively single. Aggressively? That's what I call myself. Do you are uh, uh, so single? Right I mean, are you? <laughs> but like, are you looking? Or are you just? I mean, kind of you're like, always what? looking, but I didn't move to L.A. to fall in love. So Boy, that's dude. not. I mean, it's it's a terrible thing to say, but it's the reality of the situation. I didn't move eighteen hundred miles from home in safety and security to say. I'm going to meet my soulmate. If I get do, that good Instagram photo. Yeah. But like right now, my focus is my career. So as long as if, 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 if you interfere with that in any way, hey, guess what? I got other. My career is more important. See, that's that's where that's where I'm not. OK. OK. But I fa- at least found the girl that um, it's not that it's, it's not. I'm, I'm in the boat now where it's not one or the other, mm-hmm. like my career or her. It's. How do we make it all mesh? Okay. But she's got, you know, she travels for work and oh, gets yeah. to do fun things. Like she's, she's going to Mexico yeah, man. with like some like job. And I, and I'm, by the, by the way, two years ago, I would have been like, mm, <laughs> now I'm like, peace out, yeah. delivery, hey. I'm hanging out. Hey, you know, babe, go kill it. Let me know if you need anything. Cause I'm here to support you. I'm not going to be your lackey. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like uh, with my ex, she wanted me to be her groupie. Oh, it was like like Instagram boyfriend no, type of thing. Even groupie? like to the to the point of she wanted me to cheer because she got an audition, and I'm like, no, that's just you got an email that says come in at one thirty at, at one thirty between one thirty and three. Like it's yeah. not. Oh my god, you're killing it because was she really needy? <sighs> <laughs> that hurt you. You were like, Ugh. Uh, just it, but it wasn't like a needy where I'm like trying to be disparaging toward her. She's a wonderful woman. It's just that idea that. If I'm out here trying to do the exact same thing you are, but you need me to be extra overly supportive of everything you do for validation. Tell right. me this picture looks good. Be happy about this. Be sad about that. Like, no, man, we got uh, we got better things to do. If I came home crying after every bomb set I do in comedy, do you know how how messed up of a human being I would Dude, be? Dude, yeah. I mean, I've had to really learn to not necessarily lean on anyone else for for the day-to-day yeah you have to decide what's important what's yeah. what's worth because we get in this rut like every day you could complain about the commute mm-hmm. and it's still okay ah, it's, it's fucking stuff out there today but it's like yeah what's gonna be worth me needing that moment like oh, this thing fucked me up yeah because something some sometimes things fuck you up that's that's perceivably not a big deal but it's like like today, like and this didn't fuck me up, but they announced uh, who got the finalist for the Kevin and Bean yeah. radio thing. Mm-hmm. I submitted a video okay. like last second. I wouldn't have gotten picked anyway. I don't have that k- sort of killer tape. I'm just with yeah. the white dude. It's not happening. And, and some white dudes did get on the thing, dude. But it's not even about like killer tape. It's it's comedy is so subjective at this point. You don't it just throw your hat in the ring and then keep it pushing. Yeah, like it's it's if you get it, hey, I got it. Congrats, man. Good stuff. If you didn't get it, guess what? Submit to the next thing. It's like you're not winning American Idol. It's not. Yeah, it's like it's the best industry for not needing to win to win those things. It's still it's still annoying when I once in a while put myself out there and submit to a festival, and mm-hmm. then they reject me and they go, "Dear name, comma." We <laughs> I, and that's just like uh, that was the yeah, but laughing it, but it's a, it's Dear a, name, and I'm like, yeah, what the it's fuck? a it's a it's their idea of hey, we're all comedians doing this. So this is the way we can try to be wacky in your rejection. But, and again, I don't really give a fuck about other people's feelings because I'm only worried about my own career. Yeah. When you see the lineup of comedians selected, I go, 
There's no way. I, my, I know my tape is better. It's than hard you. not to look. You it's hard not saying? to look at the comics that are selected for these things and go, there's just one dude. <laughs> and he did the broke that broke festival or whatever it's called, broke it's called like broke la or broke cello or whatever yeah, bro- yeah. broke la yeah and uh, i didn't even submit so i'm not even shitting on it but mm-hmm. i was like good god I, even if this dude paid a hundred people to laugh there's no way his charisma will even come through hey but again <laughs> you're looking at comedy from your lens and then hoping everybody else is on board like you say this guy's funny this guy's funny well the people who are doing the booking are either failed comedians. Like, no big-time booker is a good comic. Right. Because, you know, if you're a good comic, you don't have time to be booking big festivals and shit. Like, it doesn't... I don't have all the connections. I'm not a good networker. I run shows because I love stand-up, and I was tired of seeing shitty L.A. stand-up all the time. If I have some control in that, well, let me book a show with funny people. Yeah, everyone needs to do that. Yeah, having a show is different than making it, like, your career to book others. But, But most bookers are failed entertainers in some aspect. So they have an idea of what they think is funny. The same reason when they were doing stand-up, they thought this joke that they wrote was funny. Nobody else got it, but you couldn't... You can't tell a comic his joke's not funny. Yeah. I mean, you can. You can, like, laugh at it or whatever, but... If you told me something's not funny and I think it's funny, I would respect that you don't get it and i would try to rework okay it. but that's because, because sometimes you're talking about if, if it was me telling you or if it was a stranger telling right you're right when if it's a close friend if it's someone who i respect mm-hmm. in the yeah that's the difference do i respect your humor and if i do then i'm like oh was my premise not strong what was i lacking you know what what what, what was the communication break versus someone being like i don't like that I'm like fuck you lady <laughs> go fuck yourself but see that's the interaction between festival bookers and you as a comedian now because they are approaching your comedy as if you respect them and you're close friends. Yeah. So they're trying to tell you that you're not as funny as this person, but comedically you can you can put it on paper and go, look, I know I'm funnier than this dude. And it's kind of like we've, we've created these competitions. Or yeah. But we've created these conditions where it's it's like me versus this other guy. But in the end, it's really just us versus the audience. And even then, you're not competing against the audience. You're just mm-hmm. trying to get them to, to go on to this understand ride your you. point of view. Yeah. And by the way, I've seen you murder i saw you kill so hard at the ice house that time it was it was really interesting i think i was driving for uber at the time so this yeah. was a couple of years ago and um and um i was like not far away so i was like i'm gonna go actually support stand-up for once in my life because it's like <laughs> we, we get so focused on our own shit i was like i'm gonna go yeah. enjoy a show that i don't have to be a part of yeah dude you fucking were killing it yeah. and since then man you yeah you're a sharp dude so and oh, and by the way, this episode will come out the day after the West Side show. Oh, I'm excited. So yeah, I'm excited because I don't have to promote the show. It already happened. How did it go? Was it great? Did we sell out? I hope what if we're like going to sell people? out. We're, it, we I, we gave out. I'm, I'm talking in the future. As if <laughs> did you magic. see me me just murder up oh, front? Man, you I killed was throwing it up there. dildos you were throwing at people, sex toys to the people. I crowd surfed. Turning it. It down blowjobs <laughs> in the green room. <laughs> It was a crazy Not time. Not my girlfriend, that much. <laughs> Tasha had to work today. Normally she's on it, but it's it's a different dynamic. I'm by no means shitting on her. It's a different dynamic when I can talk to to another comic mm-hmm. versus when I'm with her. And you know, it's just a, you know it. It's just it's when there's always different people. I already sound like I'm defending myself. No, honey, I'm not <laughs> saying you because it's it's we have a great dynamic, but also I like to I like to get down to just a couple dudes talking yeah. about. There's shit, but yeah, the stand-up show. I mean, um, it's a late it's it's a late night show, so that's my only worry is like, are people going to show up? But I mean, yeah, I got a, I got some good. I got I got a cock a vibrating cock ring. 
There you I'm, go. I'm handing out some uh, b- uh, some some of this like spray. You're supposed to spray on your dick so you can last longer. Man, I, how, <laughs> you know I'm how shit. far is too far? Like we've we've gone so far down the rabbit Dude, hole. You, you know what I saw? So that's so that that was given to me actually a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's got this lidocaine in it and it numbs your dick. I've I've used it. <laughs> it doesn't help you really last much longer. If you <laughs> bro, if you're gonna come, if a chick's gonna make you come, you're coming. There's no, you know what I mean. Oh, don't come, done. I don't. You know I, mean? I only come if I want. To. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's like that moment. Where you're just like, I could. This isn't gonna look but great like, on my record. Do we, but <laughs> do do we as men? And I understand, uh, ladies, you want to be satisfied. But do we as men have to go so far as to spraying our dicks? To, to fit to please a woman right. is that how far we have to and go you can't, it's not like viagra where you could pop and I, I don't really know how viagra works I, w- I would try it i haven't but i would try it but I've, that's not my i don't issues. fuck with anything that messes with your heart i don't dude I don't, yeah mm-hmm. well well what's interesting is like so this vibrating cock ring they sent that that kind of like tasha you home did that did the door not open i heard hey are you here i heard it knocked right oh maybe the, oh, you know what it was what? it was amazon Oh, okay. They drop off shit all day long. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, the, the, I was going to do that. She'll literally buy shit all, like, things just show up to the door. That's, anyway, I was like, what oh, a time she, to be alive, man. She was thinking she might make it back, but she had she had to go to the airport, drop okay. off family, and then go to a job. And I was like, you're not making it back yeah, between not, the airport not, and here. Not with rush hour. Anyway, I was talking about cock rings. Yeah, I never used one before, and it, it like, it like restricts the, the, the veins that leave the dick, not the artery that enters the dick. So it, le- it keeps letting blood into the dick. But there's no exit door. So you're walking around like with, yeah. it's That's how you get rigor mortis or some shit. Right. Like you can lose your member. Well, nah. they, they make these cock rings that are like solid ones. That's what you don't want. Because it's like, bro, it's hard enough like you get a, a ring stuck on your finger. Mm-hmm. You're tugging at your finger. You don't need to be tugging at your dick. No, no, no. Yeah, I, know, but, I know a bunch of strippers in the South, male strippers. I uh, lived a life. I don't. <laughs> I know some male strippers. People are judging me. I can feel it in their eyes. Uh, but they wrap string around their sack. Yeah, and so, that's pretty much the same. Yeah. That's probably safer than the cock ring because you could at least unwrap that. Yeah. But um, I saw. I was in San Antonio at a gay club because we were with a group of people, and it was only eighteen plus play. Some mm-hmm. and everyone was twenty one. This is years ago, and the dudes had like fucking the dude dancers had like fucking hogs, and I was like, oh, they've got like cock rings on or something like that. They're mm-hmm. keeping that shit like yeah. Because if I'm doing something athletic, my dick's going... If, it, I don't care if it's athletic. If I'm doing anything that requires concentration besides fucking... I'm not going to be able to maintain an erection. I had I don't have um, that much uh, multitasking skill. I In college, I did a date auction. So each fraternity and sorority would auction off one person. It sounded <laughs> good at the time. And then in the audience, you would bid how much you want to spend for them. So like dudes would normally... you know, And then the whoever was bidding on you, they would pool their money together. It all goes to charity. And I was going to do this thing like the risky business thing where I slide out in my underwear. <laughs> but, uh, but right before, and I just took a couple shots because I was nervous. And I was like 18 or 19. I'd never even been on stage, let alone sliding out my underwear. And then, and then right before, and I put like, I, du- I double layered my briefs. Okay. Smart um, move. Yep. Smart move. That's but scary. then like right before, my dick went as far into my body as possible i don't know is it, is it nerves is this like a fight or flight moment where my because you know they say the fight or flight you evacuate your bowels right you got to take a shit before a big show or something yeah they like that's like that's like you're going into the war and me so i was like oh geez i couldn't imagine a, a male stripper you know that how that so it makes sense that it's just cockering business is yeah uh, well i mean those Dudes who participate in gangbangs and dudes who are male strippers have to have the fortitude of a superhero because you have to jerk yourself off in a room full of dudes, yeah. get 
in fully hard and then you wrap up keep that and focus get, and then that's where you can have the hog the whole time you're dancing to genuine or fucking flow rider <laughs> or whatever we had uh my friend katie um haller on the podcast i guess it's actually the one that's coming out today so you've listened to it already if people are listening appreciate you tuning in yeah guys. thank you subscribe share review um and she was banging some guy some guy you know her booty call and the booty call the dude's friend walked in as mm-hmm. they were banging and um and i think she and i think she was like okay with it but also like what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know a scenario in which i would walk in and but but then again when i lived in the fraternity guys would walk in on other dudes banging all the time mm-hmm. and it's in today's world i mean in any world when you break it down that's sort of not right for the chick side of things yeah you you should st- you should have some modicum of privacy as an adult yeah but also if if that happens and then you continue down that road well you know what to expect because if if you're if you're having a booty call at his place and his friends are willing to just walk in willy nilly, well then you know that's gonna happen again because yeah. we don't we don't change. We're in our thirties. We don't change. Yeah. Like if I'm so used to walking into my friend's room, I'm gonna just do it. Yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? Oh, you fucking. All right, I'll come back. I had my roommate in college um, was banging his chick. She her father was the minister at my church, mm. so she was the, the the minister's daughter. Oh yeah. And he was, and I walk in, and they had the bunk bed, so it was they were higher up, no, but not that high up. And he was banging her. His feet were to me, and he was banging her reverse. A reverse cowgirl is that what it is so she was looking at me but he didn't know i walked in and i yeah. just did that like open up the door like that comical sitcom moment like what <laughs> pause close door leave <laughs> like yeah, yeah. still trying to okay not shouldn't be here yeah. bye and it i guess when you have i don't know in college is one thing but we've had i mean tasha would she would she would that's no that's not gonna happen yeah but i mean but also in this day and age if you have somebody coming over send a send a courtesy message to your roommate yeah just say man i got something coming through do not disturb do you have to in your in the dating world because now i mean i'm four years outside like like bumble didn't exist that's how i'm the i'm old now uh, which is uh, weird uh, because uh, i i totally remember how other guys say when i was sure you know they do that like when i was single i was blah 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 mm-hmm. i totally get it now because when i was tinder i mean i was on tinder when it was in new york and it was just college kids yeah, like just, i was like, it was when tinder first started it was hetero grinder it was literally yeah. hey this is a hookup app only and now i mean you can use it for all, a lot of chicks use it just to like buy weed when they're traveling that's <laughs> that's what you hear where guys can't do that but like girls can use it because a guy on the other end will be like oh she's fucking hot maybe it'll turn into something you know what i mean she can be like well it's if you have to go onto an app to find drugs I'm a street dude. I just go to the barber shop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the first thing you do when you get to a city is go to a barber shop. You holler at who's ever whoever gives the best edge ups. You holler at them first. Hey, what's up, man? I'm new. I'm in town. Whoop whoop. Uh, you know where I can get some green. If you don't know, then you talk to the the, the loudest. Don't the, the loudest dude is the second person, not the first, because he like announces your business. But after you've already talked to the cool dude, he'll tell you. Oh, and it's most likely the loud talking extra hey we're gonna talk about jordan versus whoever he can tell you where to get weed he knows always see i go to a salon so the only thing they give me is <laughs> to a some salon. gossip <laughs> just get well, some I mean, vicious gossip well, i mean you can definitely find some coke oh yeah a little a little x some some barbiturates maybe. i like my you know, uh, sal- i like my uh stylist to be doing coke when she's messing my hair <laughs> talking to you danielle she's out there she's in that water go find danielle badger she's great Man. i have a cute i have a cute uh cute hairstylist oh, that's nice. not good See, you don't see what... See, uh, I remember when I used to go to, like, the cheap, like, uh, 
fantastic Sam's or Supercuts. They'd mm. be these cheap haircuts, but you know, you'd be like, you know, my mom would take me there. I'd be like ten years old, and there was always a busty. Just big titted New England fucking Irish chick. Yeah, man. Just and she's doing you and and you're just sitting there looking at tits for like fifteen minutes. You you remember those? We'll get, I'm going to get back to what we were talking about with the dating <laughs> thing, but I just want to. This is the thing I think about Go a lot. It. Do you remember those days before like Instagram and shit when hot people didn't know they were hot? Yeah, because like a juicy ass didn't know. It was yeah, a like juicy there, used, ass. there used to be a time when a really hot chick could work. At Whataburger. And everybody, like, everybody in town was like, she's attractive. But she didn't have a gauge on how attractive she was because she was only judging by the town. And usually she was young. Yeah. It'd be like young girls that haven't been plucked to be. But now there's a chick right now that's like 18 years old who has 300,000 followers online. Easy. You can't Easy. negotiate with that. This you know chick, I mean? um, her name's, what the fuck's her name? Oh, I'm not, I can't think of it now. She's got millions. She's dating this kind of douchebag, a YouTuber, and she's got millions of followers, and she's like 20, mm-hmm. big tits. And she's like, let's look back at photos from when I was young. And she did this thing where she's showing, you know, and she had the tits when she was 15, which is crazy. And they're not fake. She's, she's yeah. just like a short chick with huge tits. But it's like, this girl's making five to seven grand a day because her following on YouTube so big. I mean, Instagram doesn't monetize as well as YouTube does, but people, I mean, Tasha gets some job offers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking like a photo holding a beer can. Yeah. You know, like where you're like, whoa, they wanted to pay how much for that? Yeah, just for a quick, like come in, wow. shoot for a couple of hours, we're going to get you in a d- couple of different angles. No, holding bro, it. not even that. She takes the photo herself. <sighs> Bud, Bud Light, I can't give you specifics oh, no, no, on no, camera, no, 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 but no, you're no, talking that. like solid, like a solid day rate mm. for her to be like, like, hey, babe, we got to go pick up a 12-pack of Bud Light and uh, take a photo at the barbecue we're going. So, and, I, and I'm all about it. Hey, I'm all about it because I know that and, like, she'll turn down that tea, that tea leaf shit, mm-hmm. you know, the, the teeth whitening stuff. Yeah. That's like – but, the, you know, she'll do one like she's doing one for – um to get her teeth straightened. Okay. That's a 1500 or I paid – I got the Invisalign on my top shelf. That cost me 5000 back Jesus. in the day. So now she's going to get her teeth – and then they're not – they're not crazy. They're just, you know, yeah. you know, just business, a little bit of life, whatever. So she, and it's like, that's crazy that you can turn your own people yeah, that like you into that. Un- unfortunately, everybody, no one had the foresight to how much of reach the internet was going to, because remember, this is really new. The smartphone where it's like, I have the internet there, in my couple hand. of years. Yeah. Cause it used to be flip phones. The only and reason the flip phone, yeah, the flip phone, yeah, that 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 was the most convenient we ever yeah, had it. Flip yeah. phone, you could text, mm-hmm. but you weren't going to do too much texting. Is a bitch t nining it. Mm-hmm. You could do it. You could have. You could flirt with some chick, but that's it. Now we're in fantasy football group chats. Um, uh, Meredith, did you see that? On mm-hmm. I, I set up a group chat for our stand up show, and Meredith accidentally hit the video chat button. Called everybody at once. So she starts video, and and then all I hear is her being like, "Oh my gosh, what I have!" And she's like stuck, and I'm like, "This is." super embarrassing for yeah. me and i'm on the receiving end, end of yeah, it yeah you ever send a facebook video not meaning to and you're like phone and you just oh, like, yeah i'm willing to break if i had a hammer i would have just destroyed my <laughs> phone and moved stuff happens all the time but it's it's that thing where before we had the internet in our hands we didn't understand its reach but wait what year were you born i'm uh 81 okay i'm 85 so mm-hmm. you can definitely understand um growing up and probably learning how to get laid before phones yeah. Before cell phones. Yeah. And that's a big deal to have that tool 
that kids don't have to have now. Yeah, having a personality. Yeah, because <laughs> now you can literally have that online personality and at least figure out if they'll fuck you before you even go on the first date, which is insane. Cool. It's cool and all, but it doesn't beat that fucking walking into a bar. Like, my best yeah, just moments are like, hey, how are you today? You don't, Oh, you don't want to talk? Well, okay, I just wanted to let you know I thought you were beautiful. Have a good day. Boom. I'm out the door. It, I didn't, I, it, no muss, no fuss. <laughs> it didn't hurt my soul. Like, I see and people that's not, more. You're not objectifying them. No, I'm just you're saying, just, what's up? That's what we do. It's like, yeah, but you don't, but that's not what they do now. So if a guy mm. knew how to do what you just did, mm. that separates him from the pack. It does, but it doesn't because again, it's not. What is this? I, I'm not. I'm going to be general. This is a generalization, so please don't call me disparaging in the comments. But how do you negotiate? There's no comments. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters don't comment. They listen on their run and they don't write in. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail dot com. If you want to comment on this Time disparaging in. Let's, moment, uh, let's, let's, let's get some controversy started. But like, perfect example: a woman who is single but has four hundred thousand followers, right? How do I negotiate with that amount of ego? Because she's getting instant validation no matter what she does, whether it's high quality or not. It's like, I'm just going to take a picture of my left ear. And out of 400,000, 2,000 people are going to like it because it's there. Yeah. And all it, of us. It's, uh, it magnifies their self-worth. Yeah. Um, and that would happen with anybody with a following. There's dudes. There's comics. There's people that have followings and you go, bro, your shit still stinks, man. Like you're, and it's, it's not the shit on, I mean, I, I, the leverage is interesting. If you have a big following online, it must be tough in a relationship to try to tell a chick when she's wrong. I have a hard time in my relationship telling my girlfriend when she's wrong, but I date, dated her before she had her following. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like, right, come on, mm-hmm. you're at 80,000. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? <laughs> I always tell her that. And I'm kidding, obviously, because I lose followers every time I post a photo. <laughs> the only reason I have followers is when I don't post photos. So, like, oh, I'll see what he has to say. And then I just, I literally could post one today and I'm going to be down seven tomorrow. <laughs> That's just the shit. I didn't, I didn't come here to see your face. <laughs> yeah. What is this what nonsense? Are what are you thinking? But, because there's a bunch of thirsty dudes out there. The problem You've is... You've always been thirsty. Yeah. But you're, no, you're right to circle back to, to like a chick not knowing she's hot. I think, and by all means, you, you, it's not, you don't want women to feel insecure. Everyone, male or women, has that growing period where they learn their attraction level they and what they can beauty. get with yeah, and what, they embrace it. Yeah. And also they find what's really beautiful about them. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of times, you know, we're like just have everyone's got their ugly face even hot chicks i mean not all hot chicks though some chicks like come out of the oven like just fucking gorgeous you know might be creepy to say but that's that's what that's what a relationship is uh patrice o'neill got uh patrice o'neill got rest his soul he put the theory out there in the fucking what early 2000s you you gotta be ugly in your relationship you got to yeah like if a person is getting validation all the time on instagram couple hundred thousand followers, all kinds of likes, thirsty dudes in the DMs. They never want to be ugly because they don't have to be. I have all this validation. But at some point in time with your significant other, you got to be the ugly one. You got to be ugly. And by ugly, I don't mean physically. I mean, like, you got to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You got to be, hey, I'm going to. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm gonna go grocery shopping because I ate all the food, and you're gonna come home hungry. Type shit. Not just expecting you to. Why didn't you go shopping? You knew we were out of everything. It's like right. it's a compromise. Okay, I got to be ugly today and do some extra shit I don't want to do yeah. for us. But that, that, that that's like yeah. If you know if you know you're a, you're the better better one in the relationship, you're you're not gonna value the other person. And by better, I mean 
you know, like like with mine. So Tasha, Tasha makes a lot more, but mm. like I think she sees value in what I do. Yeah. So like it's and not. The, but is, is she is she holding it over your head? Is she like no. telling you, well, that's why I make more than you? Like that type of thing. That, okay, then she's being think, financially. She's being like ugly for you. A year, I was underpaying her my side of the rent, not knowing, and she didn't mention it. Oh shit! See, and I was like, hey, that's a winner. And she and she didn't lord it over you. She was being financially. She was ugly for you because yeah. she could have been like, I I have this much. Why aren't you making enough? Hey, we in this together. Yeah. If I got to be ugly for you for 15 minutes to an, for a couple of months until we can get things working, that's what that's the sacrifice you got to make. But that's what's tough is the man is supposed to be the breadwinner and with our industry. I was raised by a single mother. I don't understand how yeah. that makes sense. Like the man has never the a male has never been the breadwinner in my upbringing. So right? I'll never look at another man's relationship and be like why like I'm never going to look at Stedman and be like why aren't you a billionaire yet? Yeah. You know what I mean? Stedman is Oprah's dude. That's all we need to know. <laughs> I it, like that Stedman is your first choice. Well, no. For, no, that's a good again, example. That's a good perfect, example. Cuz again, Patrice he said this when I was in my teens. It changed my world perspective. He, I wish he was alive. If you Google Oprah and Stedman, every picture you see, Oprah is with Stedman. Stedman's not with Oprah. Like, she's hugged up on him like, this is my boo. He's not, like, holding her purse type shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So when you look at that and go, this is the most powerful woman in the world, but in their relationship, that's his woman. And it's like, oh, she's willing to, she's not going to be like, well, I'm the most powerful woman in the world. You just need, you should be happy to be seen with me. Like she's happy to be with her man. Yeah, that would have, yeah. So he must, I mean, we just don't know as much, as much about him, but like, yeah, every relationship you've got to have, you got to stand on your own two feet and have something, you know, it's, and it's almost like a bargaining chip. It's like, I don't want to have to, it's like, it's not a card you talk about, but like if I'm in a fight, I know if, if worst case scenario shit doesn't go right, I'll be okay on my own. Mm-hmm. And she'll be okay on her own. And by knowing that, even though it would be messy getting to that point, it helps you be better partners. Like the new, our new, um, sap, our sex actually podcast logo, mm-hmm. it's like the giving tree, but it's two, it's a guy and a chick as the trunk of the tree. Mm-hmm. It's a little sappy. It's like a little, <laughs> it, it's, it's sappy. But, it's sappy. Sap, but, but it's like, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be super sort of not, obvious like romance book cover mm-hmm. i wanted it but it's like it's like with two vines grow next to each other one doesn't smother the other they both survive mm-hmm. and that's what a relationship has to have when you're shooting for things like we're shooting in entertainment this and that it's like it's like a race where one second you're ahead the next there that you just have to both believe that it's even if you got a big paycheck or a, a, a new nice gig, the average of you two is like you both chug, chugging along side by side. Yeah, that's it's, hard to find in a relationship. That's that's why most relationships fail. You know what I'm saying? Like we we sit back and act like you're never supposed to get divorced, and your first marriage is supposed to be your only marriage because that's traditional. There's five billion people in the world. Yeah, there's a good chance the one I met here. That even if I fell in love with them, there's a chance I could fall out of love with them. Yeah. There's a chance my wife could die in an accident. Am I never supposed to love again? Because she, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are types of questions that don't make sense because traditionally, I'm from the Bible Belt. We always were taught, you find a woman, you marry her, and no matter what, because God says you're supposed to cherish marriage, you, you suffer through whatever. That's what's crazy. The idea that you could be like miserable for like 30 or 40 years yeah. versus just going how many ways. How many people in our generation 
their parents are getting divorced now because all the kids are out of the house and they never really liked each other. Yeah. And now they're discovering, oh, I can get it. Mom can get on Tinder at 46 and get dick. Yeah, get it, mom. 50-year-olds are getting fucked right now. Like, that's yeah. the world. Sex STDs, highest transmission rate, old folks' homes. Oh, yeah. Because this is the first time those old traditional pieces of shit can just <laughs> go raw and go crazy. The wife is dead. The husband is dead. They're fucking assisted living, and there's viable options. They're getting it in. Yeah, what if? What if there's statistically there has to be an old person listening to this right now that's fucking in a old oh, person yeah. home. Oh man, do there you, has to be. They those communities them. are crazy. Yeah, like, they, they just wheel into each other. Yeah, there's like twenty thousand people shoved into a, a, a artificial city. That's how I'd want to go if I had to. It's like you. Yeah, you you want you want a big enough retirement community that. You don't you know, just have one chick. But I think, yeah, you could fuck around. Who cares? You're all dying. You get food sent to you. It's all like jello and shit. It's like, I get it. You want to have those cherished moments together with the one you love. But if you're alone, why are you looking for those cherished moments? You've passed your prime. Yeah. I'm not looking for love at 70. I'm just like, man, my dick still works. Yeah, we yeah. Now, <laughs> if you do use dick spray or Viagra or cock rings... They're all at your disposal. They don't have an age range. That'd like, be great. Spray on Viagra. Yeah, this cockroach doesn't work over 70 years old. Sorry, fellas. You got to stretch it above his <laughs> saggy balls. Because uh, Okay, so I was raised by a single mom, too. A mom, mom remarried at, at 11 or 12, when I was 11 or 12. So I did have, like, a stepdad. But also, they don't even know how to hug right. Like, my stepdad, he's a great guy. He When he hugs, he, like, pats me. It's yeah, so funny. Get, so, so the, the, the no gay pat. The, the no pause pat. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, the pause pat. They're, keep, they're like, all right, we're not gay, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, that's crazy that that generation can't, they like stiff hugs and the patting. And our generation's like, I don't know. I mean, we get we get a lot of shit on, but I think we've done a decent job of, of coping with the bullshit that we got from them. Yeah. You know? uh, and also because of the, you know, I was raised not to be disparaging the women. All this, all of the quote unquote sexual innuendo and sexist things I would say to women in public, I just say to men because it's more fun. Because yeah. I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. So I just call dudes toots. Yeah. Just because it's like, what's up, toots? And it's just like oh, I don't have to worry about it because I'm only going to refer to men that way, and I get to let that. I say you win a fight when you're like, all right, sweet cheeks. Like, <laughs> well, I just like I call I call dude sweetie, uh, boo. Like I don't care. I'm not going to. I don't have sex with guys. So but I can here's call you the thing. Yeah. It's it's interesting where we're at because I, I think I'm on and who knows but I think I'm on the right side of the Me Too stuff which is again just tell you that I think I'm on the right side but like I'm not, not an apologist say that I'm not an apologist yeah. I've definitely grabbed some pussy you know, oh hey now hey Mr President uh, I've I mean I'm not saying like. I'm saying, like, if you're dancing with a chick at the club and you're behind her, you might grind up on her. I mean, if literally fingered chicks outside, you know, on the city street. Hey, uh, and I'm not saying. I mean, I still do, but that's not. <laughs> that's neither here nor the there. The thing it's, is, is knowing is like the thing is, and women say you need consent. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but the the thing is, is there's still, I think, a way to find consent where you're not misunderstood and don't get me wrong we've all my buddy got thrown out of a club we never found out what happened but we think he was like grabbing some waitresses you know whatever it's it's also who you do it to because it's like you you a random stranger on the dance floor you can try something she says no keep it pushing but if like 
you it's the waitress at the club that's yeah. a bigger deal because if it's like if you're dancing with a girl whatever i feel so old but when you're dancing at the club sure. <laughs> you know you might like try to grab a side boob or whatever and she might just do you know and then and she stop, slaps your hand and you go oh okay and that's and that's fine because I don't think in that moment she's like super fearful. And I know this, this is interesting. It's interesting to like break this down because whenever you're going to take a hard line like yes means yes and no means no, the, even if even if it's the thinnest line whatsoever, there's there it's what side of the line you're on. And mm-hmm. I always want to be on the side that protects and supports women. But I also know that I've made I've I've been wrong. I mean, I, I've, we're, I've literally we're, been like, dude, how how did I read that wrong? We're, well, the reason why we're always going to be wrong is that we're figuring this shit out as we go. Right. Me too. Didn't like all the stuff that's coming out in terms of the 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 propulsion of the Me Too movement to the forefront of the media. All this shit has happened before. Like it. They go down the list and they say, oh, well, uh, Bill O'Reilly did this and he covered that up. Well, yeah, they covered up Bill Cosby shit years before that. Mm-hmm. How many other celebrities were uh, uh, caught in the tabloids because of the, their uh, yeah. treatment of women? But it was one of those things where it happens. Let's sweep it under the rug as we always do because yeah. sexual harassment is pretty much slapstick comedy at this point. I know, I know there's, there's still dudes out there that are like oh fuck i hope this doesn't come out but i think for the most part the purge happened the matt lowers the like the billy bush with did billy it bush happen? did it happen because it's like all these guys are older higher ups who have been getting covered up for years so it's not really a purge it's just oh this is the most high profile fuck boy right that we have I see what you're saying yeah and it's like you go down the line it's what we do like if, if in in a perfect world on paper, I would never look at another person of the opposite sex with sexual intent unless they comply ahead of time through like a long oh shit a long uh, negotiation process because that's how it's a hello person of interest I locked eyes with you and now I'm gonna learn your person no I'm gonna damn she got a fat ass but <laughs> if I say it out loud I'm harassing it but I'm still thinking it. But, That's the line. But even, it's like, did I say it out loud? Saying it out loud, she what she's going to do is have this millisecond where she's deciding if she if she if she's going to take that in from you. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sure you've said things to women that you're like, "How the fuck did that work?" Well, no, no, I, I, yeah, you can say stupid stuff, goofy people. I'm, I'm a comedian. I say goofy shit all the time. I've to said get shit to women before. Ice, an icebreaker, as they call it, in the hitting on women realm, the game realm, whatever we want to fucking do. But in terms of having a personality. Sometimes saying something goofy works. Absolutely. Like if, if a chick, Absolutely. I mean, it's, how, I, I can, I, <laughs> because you're telling the woman, I don't, I don't necessarily care if you don't like who I am, but I'm goofy. I'm irreverent. I'm whatever. And I'm going to tell you that those pants make you look like a zebra. <laughs> and, and you're going to, and if you, and if it's you don't like, have the sense of humor, it's a weird thing off the top of my head, but if you don't have the sense of humor, to like go with whatever I'm saying. And by all means, and there's, there's obviously like, there's the whole like nagging thing where it's like guys making fun of women. And I would say this, if you have to do something calculated, it's probably past the line. But if you're having fun with your guys or your girls and, and, and some chicks wearing some like nine inch high heels and you would decide to make fun of her for looking like a, you know, a baby T-Rex, whatever. Yeah. Looking like a circus prostitute. You're on stilts right now. It's like, but you can say that. But it, again, if, if I, if it's taken out of context, I'm a bad, and I can admit, Hey, I tried to make a joke and it didn't work, but there's the, I tried something. I was told no. 
Leave it alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she might come back to you later on and be like, sorry, that was an upset. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I've had people, I've, I've had girls, you know, wh- with the most genuine intentions. I, I you know, hey, it was going, and they're just, maybe they're getting done. You know what I mean? I've talked to girls at bars and they start crying. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is deeper than me. And you just, you, just because you're out there having a good time doesn't mean everyone else is in the same scenario. Yeah. But you can't like, you got to expect that for the best, law of attraction. You, you're going to give off this happy vibe, and you're going to find treat something it, who wants to be part of that. You just treat it like the dance floor. Like when I was a kid, the way dudes would dance with girls is like they would literally just walk up behind them, like they were stalking, like they were a predator stalking prey, and, when, and then you just jump on the booty. <laughs> and if she doesn't move, then you're dancing with her for however long. That you was the mean? strategy. That was, but that's not how you're supposed to approach. Right, that's, a person. Th- yeah, if you approach that's a predator, person for, exactly. If you approach someone from behind, they're instantly uh, in a weaker most, position, in a, in a fight or flight place. Where like, who the fuck's touching me? What's yeah. going on? And, and yeah, so it's like, but like that's, but that's when we're quote unquote hunting. We think that's the right thing to do. But now we, but you know that that's like that's what I'm saying in terms of like the interactions with people. No matter what it is, don't do it from an unsuspecting way. If I'm going to talk shit about you, I'm going to say, like, if I'm going to talk about your hooker heels or your big titties or your fat ass, I'm going to say it to your face. Right. I'm not going to be like, hey, man, we all work together, but man, she got a big fat ass. If she don't let me fuck, blah, blah, I'm going to go up and be like, yo, your booty is delicious. And if you don't Which like Which is way it, more respectable than, say, if you were to shout it so, yeah, in a way you. that, like, everyone else um, turns and looks at her. It's like, if you're just telling a girl, like... Oh my gosh, you, your fucking ass looks so nice in those jeans. Yeah, and then she's like, "I'm not interested." In, oh well, I just wanted. Hey, good. Man, well, you please look good. Yeah, put that. You look good. Put that compliment and then, and in then, the pocket <laughs> of those nice my, jeans. My favorite out in all this is that you can always hit them with a yas queen or some shit. Like you can, you can be overly <laughs> flamboyant. You can flame out in your celebration of the rejection, and then it doesn't matter. Well, that's how I get away with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You just confuse them she's, afterwards. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, hey, you are sexy as fuck. And she, oh, I got a boyfriend with it. All right, well, bitch, you are killing it, though. Do that. And then I just go on about my business. Like, all right, well, you know, wash that off and go holler at the next one. I saw this thing online where a dude, I saw this, like, uh, photo this dude posted. He sent a girl, he sent a girl, like, a Starbucks coffee. And it, she was in his, like, class or whatever, in, mm-hmm. like, a, his lecture, so a big class. And it said, like, I think you're gorgeous. If you don't have a boyfriend, hit me up. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then he got a note or a text message that was like, hey, this is the boyfriend of the dude of the chick mm-hmm. that you gave the coffee to. Um, she's taken, but we thought it would be good to just send you a text to say like, thanks for being respectful and this and that. It was like this very polite exchange. It was like, there's a dude that tried to. He he made his move right. He it was like, and Man, and it's that's like Cyrano de Bergerac. That don't work. That's a nice four or five dollar cup of coffee. Whatever is like the blended whatever. But like, yeah, that's a bad idea because you know whatever. But he he a lot of thought went into that, and he got like pleasantly rejected <laughs> the difference between romance and stalking is just a uh, she agrees yeah you know I mean? like okay because in that example this dude just said hey i'm gonna send you a coffee anonymously and give you my number that's cool but had he done what romantically we think he should have done or in my mind anyway he would have found out what her favorite coffee was because he followed her to, you know what I'm saying? That and, type and of probably, shit. And probably trying to be romantic. Hey, yeah. I've got, I got you your favorite coffee because I asked the barista. Well, she says, no, you're just a creep. Yeah. Any rom-com, if you score it in the other direction, mm-hmm. turns into a like, horror thriller. Oh, yeah. That's the, Every rom-com. Like, that's why romance and, 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 and horror are the same thing. But the thing is, it's the man's duty to know um, 
to know if she's rejecting what he's putting out or if she's into it. No, you can't say that. Because if she's, there's no game being played. Remember, the game is dead. Right, but you have to know. So if she's not interested immediately, anything you do after that makes you a negative influence in terms of the interaction between men and women. Like, if I ask a woman for her number and she tells me no, I'm not going to ask for her num- your number again. Like, I'm right. not going to be like, well, maybe you try it again in six months. No, nah, man, we good. There's right. a, there's billions of women on the planet. <laughs> I ain't got to sweat one. Right. Hey, man, you want to go out grab a drink? No, nah, I'm good. All right, cool. Well, I'll holler at you in the streets. But, but yeah, but the problem is, is, a, is a lot of men, I, I think, don't pick up maybe they're too in their head with like how they're going to approach a girl or this or that and they don't pick up on what a girl's saying with her body like a lot of times or even before they even meet like i can't tell you how many it took me years to realize when a girl's making eye contact with me at a bar that i should go up and say hi Hmm. you know what i mean and that's like my my fear of like oh boy she's looking at everybody bro she's looking at me right now i gotta walk up to that girl (laughs) right literally locked eyes with you you know what i mean but that's something i've had to learn i didn't get the dad talk that was like my stepdad was great but Mm -hmm. like there was no like hey look if a chick is looking at you Make sure you're not cross. She's not cross-eyed or something. She's probably interested in whatever. And like mm-hmm. the second time, whatever. I mean, I don't have any set rules to it. But there comes a point where you're like, "Fuck! I better go find some stupid shit to say to this yeah. girl." And that's like, as a comic, we have to do that on stage. We got to find some stupid shit to say, some funny stuff when things aren't going. You know, in which you know when something happens in the room. Mm-hmm. But that's why that's what you have to learn. I think in the dating world, it's just like it doesn't matter what you say. That's why you could literally talk about anything if 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 they're giving you the invite to talk to them go the fuck up there and talk to them yeah. and 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 with we're all focused on like what not to do people aren't realizing that there is a sort of a non-verbal dance here that we are so programmed with that other other animals are great at you know what i mean that they're mm-hmm. like oh they literally can just sniff each other's asses they know what's going on <laughs> but we're so in our head with like oh i usually ooh. know what's going on when i sniff a woman's ass as well yeah so. <laughs> eat that booty you, eat the booty? you got to it's oh, there man. i'm it's, afraid of butts what i know it's, have you do, you do you like bite butt cheeks i love biting butt cheeks that's one of my favorite things i'll bite a butt cheek yeah so you know just that's how you start and then next time kiss her a little but even like, give a little. I've laugh. even had a week. <laughs> like when your girl goes to kiss the, your uh, cheek and you turn your head uh. so she kisses your face and <laughs> yeah. then you do that with her butthole. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not um, freaky. Not that that's freaky. But I, but I do think I do see how when people say like the older they get, the more they experiment because you do like. I figured, nah, see that that's that's the, the thing I'll never do. I'm not going to experiment in my old age because I've already figured out what I enjoy. You know, you like I just do that. What do you? What kind of girl do you go after? Beauty. Or woman. I like beauty. I'm, so I'm, it, I'm superficial as fuck. Yeah. So I just if if I find someone visually attractive, then that's all I need. But give me like a celebrity. Who, what, what type would you have? You know what I mean? Like, like, could you be in like a Margot Robbie who's like, like thin, or do you nah, like a curvy? Not, not, I mean, I'm a skinny dude, and I have nothing against skinny women. Uh, some skinny women have been very good to me throughout my life, but <laughs> I like a thicker. That's a very cordial woman. skinny woman. Have been very good to me. I mean, it, I've, it I've is, done well. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just I like even if a woman is skinny, if she's like put together well, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, right. if, and even if she's like has no butt, but it, a good shape, I'm good with that. Well, it's good to admit. That you're into, you know, like like we. Oh yeah, I date I, I date all sizes except for I 
can't get my dick won't get hard. Like if I look at a woman and she's if whatever, and my penis I'm does gonna, the picking. Yeah, we had uh, Griff Pippin on, and he was like, "Look, he was like, look, I'm sorry, I like." beautiful women i love models mm-hmm. and and tasha was kind of like afterwards she was like i feel like that was like i was like babe i'm dating you <laughs> initially because i couldn't take my eyes off of you mm-hmm. i was literally enamored the well, rest yeah, you're one the rest has to she's fit a beautiful in young lady. yeah she's and she's not a she's not a piece of shit person like mm-hmm. i wouldn't let this shit fly you get tired you can get tired of somebody if that's all it is mm-hmm. so there obviously has to be more yeah, than I, that I, I don't get into relationships for beauty I'm attracted for beauty. I get into relationships because I like you as a person. And that's a process most people don't want to go through. Is it hard to find, I mean, in LA it must be tough, but is it hard to find someone who's willing to like go on that journey with you? Being, oh God, yes. with, being in the kind of dog fight part of your, of our careers. I mean, oh God, yes. I, I mean this, I mean this in a, in a good way. Like you're, you're so far past the, the finding you're funny on stage. You're mm-hmm. a killer, but you're also in that stage where you're like, uh, you will you will be validated in big ways by the quote unquote industry and, and this and that. But mm-hmm. right now, all you have is like that muscle you've built on stage. Yeah. Do women, you know, to, to, I mean, do they all the time? They do. I got rejected. This was the worst rejection in my adult life. I met a woman before the show. She was gorgeous. I was like, oh, okay, you hang hang out for the show. Very cool. You like comedy? That's what's up. I was like, what are you, an actress or model? You know, being an idiot. I was just trying to have a a segue into what do you do for a living. She's like, no, I'm a computer programmer. So she's super gorgeous and a computer programmer. I go up on stage and do stand-up, and I'm like, hey, let me walk you to your car. After You know what I'm saying? When you leave, blah, blah, blah. As we're walking, she goes, so how long you been doing stand-up? I was like, I've been here doing it for like 10 years now. You know, had a great set. And she goes, I didn't think you were that funny. Are you going to do this as a career or do you just do this for fun? Jeez. All right, well, yeah, let's hang out sometime. No, I'm never going to hit you up. That's, like, yeah, well, but that's also like probably the autistic computer programmer mentality of like, no, how like, are you going to make money doing this? Well, yeah, mo- like, but should women, I just not make a room laugh? But, Do you not see value in that? But most women in my age bracket aren't looking for, hey, I'm going to support. Like, if they're trying to get their career off the ground, they're going to focus on that, which is fine. Right. But... They, I don't work. I'm not a waiter. I'm not a bartender. I'm not bringing home X amount of cash and living a Hollywood lifestyle partying. I do mostly stand up and acting. That's all I do. Like I'm on stage pretty much every night of the week. Right. No woman wants a dude who's if she's got some semblance of a regular life. I don't get home until three to four a.m. every night. Right. I sleep in in the morning because I'm exhausted. I wake up, eat breakfast, maybe won't wash the dishes. I'll go work, come home, do shit later. Like I'm just I live a free flowing lifestyle. That's not husband material. Yeah, I, I, I know what you it. mean. I know what you mean. It's it's hard to find someone who fits. You got to date like a bartender or something. Well, no, even then, it's like whatever. Like if you, if a woman's only out here to be a bartender, then she is complete after work. I have to go to work, make money, and then also go do stand up or go on the road or go do this one night or somewhere. So my life isn't. I went to go bartend. I did my shift. It was a 12-hour shift. I'm exhausted. But now I have the other 12 hours in the day to live my life. I'm like, I got three to four hours daily where I am free. Maybe. And that's most likely I'm in the bed or taking a shift. So you're (laughs) – we're both. You're you're one after the other. You're at the stage where – and and 
I, I mean, I feel like I'm there too. Like, I feel like I, I, everything's the same except I've already primed my relationship up to the point where, mm-hmm. and it still requires a lot of watering and mm-hmm. things like that. When you talk about being up until three or four a.m. and, and being able to sleep, and I'm like, the fuck, man, I cannot. Like, I just, it's just yeah. not. It's just, it's just. But when I was single, I was probably not doing stand-up any harder than i do it now you know what i mean but you but were like I when think you were got, single in new york though you were partying you were hanging out late dude, like you were living yeah, right as late as you need to be hanging out till you know you both agree to fucking go home together <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, or man. even i mean yeah like you, well yeah, but so it's like it's like well i well i enjoyed that and if i were single again that you know I, you know what we live. do yeah. we take whatever skill we can get and that's what we want that's what we use to be like hey am i cool now was this good enough for you now like i made a room laugh are we gonna fuck and the right women i mean yeah i don't know because i'm not one to peddle relationships onto people i'm just i am i, I can yeah, i can equally appreciate my relationship and be envious of the freedom that you have yeah, you know what but i mean at the same time i look at what you have and go see i would love to just jump to that with a woman overnight so that my life wouldn't have to alter that much I mean, I've been, she could I've been just plug right in, you know. What I mean? I've been rejected by chicks that uh, I got rejected. My, my whole joke about getting ghosted on was about this girl who just, you know, the sex was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh, I, I took her on. Like, I love ghosts, dude. I took her on proper dates, mm-hmm. right? Like I was actually, we, we got sushi and bottles of wine, things that. I mean, I was in my mid twenties, so I wasn't just throwing money down on girls. Usually, yeah. I'd, I'd find girls I would get drunk with at the bar and then go home together, mm-hmm. and it was kind of an understood thing. This was like, all right, I'm going to make effort. And then she never came to a show, and I th- and I think sh- she worked in HR mm-hmm. at um, Thirty Rockefeller. Like she worked at NBC. Okay. And I was even, I dude, I had a just it, which is simp- not a big deal, but like I was doing background on on an SNL sketch, mm-hmm. so like I was in the fucking SNL like lot, like in, in on their stage. Should be all excited about that, but in the meantime, I'm being ghosted on by a chick who works, you know, one floor away, and I'm like trying not to run into her and look like a crazy psycho. Mm-hmm. And and then eventually, I mean, I had to, I had to, I had to, you know, I messaged her. Not I wasn't like 15 messages a day, but like. You know when seventy two hours have gone by and you didn't hear the response. While yeah. I might not look crazy in the text thread, I've called fifteen different people to be like, "The fuck am I supposed to do? We had great sex." To me, that was like you, the oxytocin, the bond, and like, but sex was great and we looked good in photos together. Why, why are we doing this? We didn't even get it. What but more she, do you need, madam? And she wanted, and then so before, right when she was ghosting on me, I had a. Uh, it, it was it was a funny it was a funny week. Um, I was growing my mustache out for um, a baseball game, a charity mustache game, as you do. So I was growing my mustache out. She came over to the baseball game and came over after. And she was like, she was kind of hesitant. She was like, ah, I shouldn't come over because she lived on the other side of the town. And I, so she comes over. We ordered order Chinese food. I start, I just start going down on her. I was like, you know. With the Chinese food, like a man No, does. <laughs> no. So I was just about, we were just about to hook up. And she was like, and she was like, we sh- she was, she basically was like we should not have oh that's why I went down there she was like we shouldn't we should kind of like slow it down and not have sex and we had already had sex like like we had we had all the channel we had date before we didn't have sex right away we dated this everything was going fine I was like what the fuck is going on so clearly there were red flags so we're about to fuck even though, I mean she was like oh we shouldn't but she wanted to obviously but like what she was torn about mm-hmm. what to do the Chinese the doorbell rings the delivery and I was like fuck so like we had to like you know nix it right in the nick of time and then so we didn't get to fit, do that and then um and then I drove her home and never saw her again until 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 like a month later when I was like hey 
wait, what the fuck? Like, what, what the fuck? And what'd she tell you? She, well, she didn't respond to, to the first time when I was like, is everything okay? Like, I haven't heard from you. Are you alive? What's I going on? I asked that she's, question. She's not a social media person, so there's no, like, trail. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you just good? Are we all right? And then she, she so she, she blew off a date that we're supposed to have. And, bro, I turned down work that day. I turned down work that day. I was I was standing in on this movie called Birdman. You already lost that battle, man. So I was standing in, and they asked me. It was on the last shoot. It was a la- oh yeah, it was the last shoot day, and it was on a Saturday. And we never shoot on Saturdays. And they were like, you, "Will you come in?" And I was like, ah. "I was like, I, I got a date. Like, money was good. I didn't whatever." And then she was, and then she was like, she didn't stand me up. She was like, "I'm feeling sick," so she canceled several hours before the date. I texted the casting lady, and I was like, All right, "Is this still available?" And they were like, "Yeah." And in in any other circumstance, they would have re they would have just hired somebody else. Somebody else yeah. But here's what happened. And again, still full mustache. Mm-hmm. I get to set, and they're like, "Have you seen wardrobe?" I'm like, I never see wardrobe. They're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And then I talked, and then the director huddles us around, and they're like, "Okay, you guys are going to talk." So they gave us roles. Nice. Which, if people don't understand, they gave us roles in a movie that became a Best Picture winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had already I had already memorized the whole script because. Because of the way it was shot, we had to be off book because mm-hmm. we, we rehearsed every day because they shot like as a single shot every day. It was shot mm-hmm. like 12 pages at a time. So it was really complicated. So I was like, fuck, man. I almost chose this chick who didn't even want to see me over, over a role what became in a, a best picture. Winner. I said one word in that movie, but That's I get a little need. residual here and That's there. That's all you need. But I was like, and a stupid mustache and this. I shaved it after that. But I was like, I was like, wow. That's I, I, I wasn't enough for her. Or, you know, none of this was enough for her. But it's not. It had nothing to do with you. The minute you made your mistake was when you altered what you should have been doing to try to appease what you thought you needed to do to ha- make Codepend- her happy. Codependent. You gotta like. That's what I'm. What we talked about earlier in terms of my focus on career out here. I'm not saying I'm not gonna go on a date with a woman or whatever. But there will never be a time where I should have to turn down work. To make her happy. Right. That's what the problem was with my ex. She wanted me to not go to shows so we could go to the beach. Now, but does it become complicated when a lot of what we do for work isn't necessarily you on the show poster? It might be you hanging out at a comedy club. You know, we have we have that that recess side of work. Where you, it's, you Nobody has to understand the life because nobody like it's like a fraternity. The only people that will ever understand your comedy stories like fully are other comedians. You can tell them to people and they can be like, oh, man, you did crazy. But like there's certain things you can only talk about with other comics mm-hmm. because nobody else will fucking get it. You right. know? So she has to have an understanding like you're not nobody's going to understand why we have to go on. To, like why getting three minutes at the improv means something. Right. Because three minutes is that fucking long. Right. And Kevin Hart's doing an hour. But Kevin Hart started by doing three minute sets just like every other comic. You right. know what I'm saying? Like nobody just leaped to an hour performance. And that's something that, like, that girl, that computer programmer had no chance of understanding. They would never understand because in most people's minds, everything we do as comics that's not Comedy Central or a stadium is failure. Like, uh, I will go and try to advertise my Thursday show at the happy hours down on Cahuenga, and I'll say, hey, guys, if you're going to be in the area, we got a show, free show. Oh, free comedy? Is every, you know, is it? Yeah. if you're out of, out of town, they're just like, if you're doing a free comedy show, that must mean it's awful. 
because yeah. you nothing good is free in Iowa or yeah, that's not a selling point to them necessarily that it's free. You'll just get you'll just get the free a free response. Yeah, people, you'll get a free audience in anywhere that's not L.A. People need to have value to something, even if it's if you're doing a coffee shop show in Fresno, you can charge five dollars a ticket because people want to put a value to it. And oh, they'll, be, a, they'll be happy. Yeah, it's like, oh, five pay. bucks and we get to go out? Like, I know my boy Danny Minch up in Fresno killing it because he has, nobody wants to drive five hours to L.A., but he can get comics to drive for Fresno and people will pay to see him. There you go. But in L.A., I can't just do a coffee house show and just go, you got to give me 10 bucks. Right. Because oh, yeah. there's seven free coffee house shows and, and people who have movies. And Laugh Factory. You get, are a, you drop get a free guest free. list there. Like, yeah. yeah, they're giving away the things. But LA is a unique town in, mm-hmm. in the sense that you can literally see Adam Sandler. Why would you go see my show? You can see Adam Sandler drop in for free somewhere. Absolutely. You, know I mean? you can go to but a Largo show and Larry David shows up. Why the fuck am I going to pay you $12 <laughs> to go into a bookstore? Come to the West Side Comedy Theater. Well, no, no. Like, but, no, again, but I know what you West mean. Side but the West Side is far enough away that you're like, oh, there's live stand-up in yeah, our, yeah, in our like neighborhood. A, we don't have to cross the 405. You don't have to sit in traffic. Like, And that 20-minute separation without traffic is a different world. It is. Yeah. And it's that's a different community. But, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's showing people a value, making val, putting value into your art. It's the same thing with a woman has to understand that what you do is valuable, even if you don't own a giant home yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything that Larry David got his billion dollar empire from, he was a, a stand up comic. He, he was, was just sitting, a dude. He was sitting in the booth laughing with Jerry between sets. And that's how they came up with the character. Yeah. Like they mean, came up with the concept for the show based off Jerry's character. It's like, Another comic was chopping it up with his friend. Do you ever see comics and you're like, oh, geez, this person's going to be filthy rich. Oh, man. <laughs> and they just got that marketable thing. You're like, oh, oh, they don't even man. know. I, I, uh, I see a lot of people who are like, yeah, you just need a Tide commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just got that. You, what's her name? Uh, what is this chick's name? I cannot remember. White chick? Yeah, a little. Uh, is it Kelsey Cook? Oh, Kelsey Cook's huge. Yeah, she's she's just cute as a button. Yeah, she was a guest on this. She just did Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, and she just did Fallon, and like you look at her, and whether she's telling jokes or not, you're just like she could be a she's substitute likeable. teacher. She's got big, she's, likeable, she's yeah. got big boobs. I hate saying that because I'm friends with her boyfriend. <laughs> it, no, but but she is, a voluptu- oh, she is a voluptuous young lady. I'm going to send her this clip that I just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like yeah, when you tell someone they have they have nice boobs to their face, it's not as creepy as when you do it on a podcast. So, yeah. so Kelsey, I know you're listening. Uh, He's looking yeah. at a picture of you yeah, when he says it. Though, and just Kane's to make a good it guy. Her boyfriend Kane, you're a great guy. You've got good bone structure. They went to the Magic Castle. We did a Double date with him. Oh, nice. But but I'll say this: Kelsey's fucking hilarious. Oh, like she's, she's a, a very well written. And that's another thing, an added bonus. It's just like not only is she funny, but you can look at her and go, "Oh, I can." Yeah. And that's what adds up. I mean, d- don't get me wrong; you can be ugly funny and have a great career. But there's Sam something. Sam Kennison like, did not have uh, endorsement deals. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like like a, the Doug Stanhopes and guys that they've got they've got nothing other than their following their yeah. stand up like you can anybody can uh Doug can sell all kinds of underwear on his podcast because you know I'm just announcing the copy and again that's and goes back to, to the reach gets, of the internet that nobody saw coming except for nerds buys his home in New Mexico with cash oh he bought you know that with mean? he bought that with fucking man show money yeah but someone who is who takes care of themselves and looks good is more marketable in stand up yeah, because you can put them in more stuff and get them more exposure. Radio is dead, so you can't just be a funny dude who's on the radio in different states 
and you build up your following. That that time is past. Yeah. Now it's hey, you got to be an engaging podcaster or vlogger or whatever because nobody's barely listening to terrestrial radio. Let's just be real. What's your I like to ask this because we can always look back in this in 10, <laughs> 10 or 20 years or hopefully sooner. What's your ideal projection of what what you're going to conquer out there? Like like who's done it? What is it is it, you know, comedic films or you going to be an action I hero? I I want my own TV show. I would love to host a, a, a some talk show forum type show. It doesn't have to be late night, but I love talking. I love talking to audiences. I love talking to people. I would love to do something in that format. That's why I love podcasting so much because it's literally a talk show without yeah. the video. It's a, it's a great, it's a great simple medium that we have here. Yeah, it's like I've, I've, I love, I've trained on like uh, teleprompter reading and throwing the cameras, like hosting game shows and shit. I've done all that because I love television. Raised me. I love TV. Yeah. I love sitcoms, all that shit. So I would love to do something like that. And I also just. When comedy is talked about, I want my name mentioned. Yeah. Like at the, I don't know how. I don't. I don't know if it's greatest of all time because that's how do you project yeah. to that? I, I, I want to be funny as fuck, and I'm going to continue to try. I always said, like, I could care less, even though I am kind of um, shallow when it comes to like these contests. I'm like, ah, my name's not on that. This and that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some, some of that shit just slaps you in the face. But I don't think I would care much about. Even, I mean, it would be nice to have a comedy special, but at the same time. I don't think that that's the validation I need. I think just 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 the ability to have an audience that'll listen to you mm-hmm. regularly, and that's what you have with the podcast. But also, oh, yeah, you know, if you can if you can get, and that's why we're trying to, you know, we've we've kind of rebranded and made made things a little bit. Um, um, I don't know. I, you know, I studied marketing, yet I'm still really bad at it. I'm really <laughs> bad at what people want to, because I think what they get with the podcast, a lot of times people are surprised and they go, "Geez, not what I expected," but I really like it. I mean, mm-hmm. we get great reviews, but. So I'm like, I'm clearly not projecting the right image, but I want, you know what I mean? It doesn't take me any extra effort to have my following go up Mm 5,000%. Do you know what I mean? It's just a matter of tapping into the audience that you know is there. Now I ask myself, I've done 200, you're like probably number 277 or 276, you know? And I'm like, would I have been ready for this episode four? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Am I ready for it now? I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, I, at least I'm, I think I'm closer to the trigger with what I want in my career to be like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Let's get this to the next stage because I think I'm at a place now where if the following's there, I can go on the road and have shows mm-hmm. and bring on some local talent yeah. and, and have, you know, podcast related things. That's I'm like, what we're doing over at the Unpops Network. Uh, Adam Todd Brown just had an idea of starting a podcast. It got insanely popular. And when he left Crack.com, he took the Unpops brand, which he created with him, started his own podcast network. <clears throat> and now when I go do shows in different states, people who listen to the podcast will just show up to shows. That's amazing. Come hang out. Like, so there's different podcasts under the umbrella under the, yeah, that he under started? Under the umbrella of Unpops, he has, well, I think we have like, I think 20 podcasts now. No shit. Like, so what I are think, you doing over there? Uh, I host a podcast called What in the World. We talk about world politics, uh, world news, because for some odd reason... Americans don't think shit happens overseas unless it's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, you're probably the only news outlet that they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's it's a trip because there's a lot of shit that happens that nobody ever and, talks about. In overseas, people know what's going on in the U.S. all the time. It's well, not our, a it's not a two way. Mostly, street. they're just laughing at us. Yeah, we're because, very isolated. Well, no, we're, we're we have pushed this image of America being the greatest country on the planet, and we are a first world country compared to third world countries, but we have just as many tragic, tragic happenings in this country 
as any third. Are you, I mean, are, we can't even birth children. And and the people listening that might be like, oh, if you don't like it, get on out. It's like, no, bitch. You gotta you gotta be critical of your own shit mm-hmm. so you don't live delusionally. Like, yeah, our mortality rate with with pregnancies is very bad mm-hmm. for for what we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, because we made we've made pregnancy profitable. Tasha had to buy a pill for some things she had. It cost over eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting it online from another country for like thirty two bucks. And oh, it's yeah. like, who the fuck is benefiting? Like, what world is this? We somebody our has to buy their the yacht, crippling. Man. We don't even have a nice fucking bridge that we're like, well, we got this. It's like, we, oh no, our bridge has collapsed. It just happened in Florida. Like, and that wasn't even one of the old ones. It was brand new. But <laughs> I was like, but again, it's one of those things where every nobody in this country works because they like doing a good job. You work because you know there's money at the end of the table, which is bad, bad motivation. Be, but there was a time when people actually enjoyed their work. Someone would have made this table and like just you know hand sanded it, and yeah. yeah and now it was, it's like somebody well, was an artisan. Yeah, that's what he does. And now it's like no, we got a conveyor belt of this shit. We got a we have this this table got four people paid. It got the guy who assembled it. It got the guy who drove the truck to deliver it. It got the salesman who sold it to you, and it got fucking the guy who uh, originally designed it. Like those are four people who got paid off of this one table. Now the table's a business. Now you got to it yourself. And I can't, get, I can't take any shortcuts now because everybody's got to get paid. Yeah. Get anybody, this guy hates his life. He's stressed out. He's only working nine to five. You're pissed off because the delivery man's late. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody had a good time with this table. <laughs> Nobody took pride in this shit. There's nothing more satisfying, though, than knowing you're pursuing your creativity. Everything else falls into place. Like, I no, I no longer have that thing inside of me that's like well but what if you did this like i used to have that Mm -hmm. and i didn't really know what that was and you know i i I use the term leap in the net will appear and there's people that listen that go i'm getting ready for it and i look i can't push you off the ledge it doesn't Mm -hmm. count you gotta jump by jumping on your own you're telling yourself i'm gonna make this shit happen i'm gonna make my blog work or my knitting business or what it doesn't matter it's like whatever it is there will be a market for what you have to offer and yeah we're like one of the only countries that when you ask what we do we just tell you our job Mm-hmm. Other players like, yeah, well, I'm a rock climber and I love to do this. And they yeah. don't value or work nearly as many hours that, you know, they it's. But I mean, on the on the flip side, a lot of countries who have that lax uh, look at life, their economies are fucking failing. Yeah. Greece is bankrupt because they take four naps a day and drink <laughs> wine with every fucking meal. Like I get living the good life, but there's a balance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't just be like. I'm going to kick my feet up. No, global economics is a thing. Everybody is involved. Yeah. I still have to pay my taxes because I want to make sure I'm doing my part to fund whatever bullshit plan the government has for this country. But I still got to be involved. Yeah. Because when I need uh, the government, like I I abuse government uh, benefits to the fullest. I recommend all of you do. That's why you fucking pay taxes. White people have this weird pride thing where they go, I'll never get food stamps or... I'll never get public assistance. Oh, no, we've done that, yeah. Yeah, why not? I, 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 but I meet so many, like, so many comics who have, I'd rather work and starve than take a handout. You're paying taxes, motherfucker. You you're paying the, for the handout. If you take the handout and get your shit together, and uh, you know what I mean? And then you can be worth more to the society yeah. when you have your shit together. There's a, there's if a, you took the handout your whole life and didn't contribute anything back, then you have to live with the fact that that you just you know that you didn't give back but you will have your time to give back yeah somehow society has put shame on a 
the standard of living that society has established. I think we that was all decided- like politicized. It was like kind of like let's look down on these people. Well, no, it was it was a ploy. It was a ploy to get people who qualify for uh, the benefit to not use it because any of that money rolls over into further government spending. Right. So there's a there's an allotted budget that every state has for a government program. The money that isn't used is either reinvested into that program for future use or it is now moved to another thing. So the le- the least the 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 fewer people use it, the more money they have for uh-oh, we all got brand new Priuses for the transportation department. We out here shine. Well, I'm the supervisor. I need my own expedition when I'm on runs because I need more space and air conditioning. Well, there's extra money in the budget. Let's get some 2018 cars. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all they want to do. Yeah. My mom my mom was on it when we were young and she um, you know, she's a single mom, full-time sales job, you know, couple babies and she figured her shit out but yeah i don't know i mean the country i'm gonna break it all down now let me break it all down for you guys it's 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 a great country you know the fact that the fact that we have free speech and can do what we do the problem is and i don't know if this is the country's fault but the problem is is there are so many people out there that don't know that they can be anything but the worker bee they only think that oh there's no way i could do that and in the way to get into a new career path or something you love is partly just move to the location where they do whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. You want to be a songwriter, you should probably be in Nashville. You know what I mean? If you love improv, maybe Chicago is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't do it in other places, but it's like Taylor Swift became Taylor Swift in Nashville. But but also, and uh, I'm a strong proponent of this, I talk about it all the time, don't move until you honestly have to. Yeah. Because I was an idiot. I moved to L.A. fresh out of grad school. So I had never done stand-up before. I had never had, like, a real acting job before. Where did you go to grad school? Uh, Texas A&M Commerce. And you're from Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I was just one of those kids with stars in his eyes, like, hey, man, I feel like I'm super talented. I should move to L.A. and make my dreams come true. Like a yeah. fucking idiot. But with stand-up, though, you have, like, Texas has a great comedy well, scene. They did if you're, in, I was if in, you're in a town where there's no scene and... I mean, at the very least, start your own open mic. But, yeah. but the point Make is... Your scene. Yeah. That's what I tell everybody. Start a... Sh- if you want to be a stand-up comedian and you live in a rural area, well, guess what? You've cornered the fucking market. Start a show. It's and then have both of us suck. on the show. Your show? <laughs> if you're the, doing the show locally with local talent, there's a 90% chance the overall show is gonna suck. Because none of you know what funny is yet. I apologize if you feel insulted, but guess what? You're probably not funny if you feel insulted because it's the truth. You're going to suck when you start stand-up. If you've been stand- doing stand-up in your city for a bunch of years and you haven't monetized your passion, then why the fuck are you doing stand-up? Well, that's the thing with, with creativity is the, the real procrastinating tool is trying to monetize it because it's like, you know, for me, it's like, well, geez, it's almost easier for me to do my side job and collect that paycheck and do stand up than really pull the trigger and be like, no, I think I deserve to be paid for what I do. Yeah, but I'm saying and like, and running a monthly show should not be a 40 hour a week job. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? Get no. a flyer made, book some people, print some shit out at Kinko's. You got to invest <laughs> 15 bucks in yourself, and now you have a monthly show at the venue with flyers up, hey, comedy night every Thursday. That's all. And people, but people have to. 
everyone and of course you know not please don't everyone become stand-up comedians like like oh, they please say, do i love watching you fail yeah they, they say though like really if there's anything else you can do do it because it's a grind but by by all means it's best best choice i've ever made but you know when when it comes to there's no better time if you if you're a writer or something stop saying you'll do it tomorrow just stop saying you'll do whatever it is tomorrow just even i mean so much can happen i just i just started the mailing list for this podcast man mm-hmm. I'm, I'm four years into it i just started the mailing list yeah. i'm not gonna shame myself for waiting so you long should. you should shame yourself <laughs> Definitely. but like i didn't i was like oh mailchimp this sounds so hard and annoying all in all, it took me probably an hour to do mm-hmm. it. I hit a couple buttons. So now if you're listening and you want to be the mailing list, write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and I'll upload you to it. I'm still new to, to figuring out the way. I think there's like a way I can have people like text a number and they'd automatically become in the mailing list. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's going to be my new way of getting real with you guys in your inbox because there's nothing, you know, I, I bitched long enough about social media not having the reach it used to have. And I'm like, I'm done bitching about it. I need to email people when I got shows in Columbus, Ohio, or an awesome podcast. I need need to be able to open it and know that I'm talking to you and not worry about whether or not you got it because I didn't put the link in the bio and it tripped the algorithm. I just flood my social media with anything I find interesting or show flyers because it's like, it's mine. Yeah. Anybody who follows me online can't get mad about what I post online. You chose to follow me. But isn't that crazy? I was... I was talking to somebody, I don't remember who, and they said, yeah, if you post a show flyer, which you still, you have to do, but if you post it to Facebook, they scan that flyer, see that it's not just a selfie, and it doesn't, and they don't, and they, they bury it. So that's the whole thing. It's like, you still have to do it, but it's like, it's fucked up that we just gave the keys to our destiny to the, to like Facebook and, and Instagram, and, and, and it's like. Facebook, I don't care about the algorithms. They're just one ends to a mean. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. means to an end. Like I'm, I'm not gonna sit back and go if 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 50 people say they're coming on Facebook, my show's gonna have 50 people. Nah, bro. Yeah. I just have a Facebook invite. The word is out there, but I still got to do what I got to do to to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just go oh, well. The algorithm's different, and if you you got to put the link in the comments. Nah, bro. Just advertise your shit. It's advertising. You don't you don't they don't do one commercial. Yeah. If if you post if you make a show and you post it. The day you create the event and then the day of the event and I don't see it any other time, you suck at your job. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's it's copy and paste. Like the good thing can, about Westside is they give you a list of like all the websites in LA where, where people go to find events, mm-hmm. which is stuff we would never use. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I know what I need to do. I don't need to go to a website, maybe Comedy Bureau or whatever. Yeah. So this uh, so like it took me like an hour, but I just I just went to ten different, you know, so it's an LA Go or uh, LAist or mm-hmm. Yelp and it's in all these locations. It's like, all right, I've at least given it a chance that you can find yeah. out what it is. Which by the way, some uh, good looking female listeners of this podcast are supposed to be at the stand-up show hello ladies well i mean you might have had nice to meet you ladies you might have already had sex with one of them by the time this comes out i'm hoping so in which case uh subscribe and review (laughs) yeah we got a few also subscribe and review to my sexual prowess (laughs) yeah yeah have you ever looked at your um uh that app lulu it's i don't even know if it exists anymore it's an app where the chicks would rate the guys i never got into any of that crap i was on tinder I was often on Tinder for like a year. I think I connected with one woman over a one-year period on Tinder. I mean, I was swiping right on everything. Really? Nothing. And then I was on Bumble for a while. I got ghosted by a girl who was still connected to me on Bumble. Did you reach out to her? Yeah. And she responded no? Nothing. But yeah. it was active. 
Like you, because you can see last can login, see so still. I know she saw the messages and shit. I was just like, all right, bro, I'm done. I think with doing when you learn shit. how to talk to people in real life, you just realize it's more productive. Because I mean, we've all we've all seen somebody's photo, and we're like, fuck yeah, it's gonna be dope. And mm-hmm. then you get there, and you're like, oh, that's not what I liked, or she laughs weird, or whatever, like, whatever superficial thing you would have normally weeded out. Now you didn't and you're just wasting your time so mm-hmm. like yeah if you can just meet people in person it sounds so old school like, just meet somebody in people, person people get weirded out when you give them eye, you, you talk give a lot of eye contact to someone next time you talk to them like a stranger and just watch how uncomfortable they get you know when what you i just noticed stare at a person in the eyes and actually try to have a meaningful conversation they get very uncomfortable i look down um, when I do open mics, sometimes I'll catch myself staring down and I'm like, Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this like weird submissive thing where I don't value you or you don't value, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like this weird, like, I don't want to look a comic in the eyes when I'm doing jokes. Well, no, like, you know what I mean? at an open mic, you're, you're, you're still figuring it out. Like when you, like if you go to an open mic to run a show set, then you know I already know the jokes I'm gonna do. These are this is the show set. Then you present it. I can't even do that. You don't, I can't you don't, do. You don't, you, you don't I fuck them when you're. No, no, no. I'm saying you're good at this. You're good at knowing what jokes you want to do, and you just do them. Mm-hmm. And like the audience will get on board at one point or they another. Have to, if they don't get I'm on the first. The whole, I'm doing the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Whereas I'm kind of like, and by by all means, I'm not I'm not suggesting what I do. Mm-hmm. Where if like they don't get get the first, you know, I'll have like eight jokes within one bit. If they don't get the first, I'm like, all right, moving on. They're not into me now. And I've learned to like sort of auto eject way too soon. Yeah, auto eject is an interesting way to put it. But <laughs> if I sprayed a little of that uh, numbing spray, I would auto eject <laughs> so fast. Numb my eyelids. That way I won't blink. But it's literally like, oh, geez. Hi, guys. You like, you like kids, right? And you <laughs> talk like that to the audience. Part of it is like committing to the bit, committing to what you want in a relationship. Like, you know, with whatever. You're just coming. But now that's where I stand. So on stage, you're saying, that's where I stand. When you meet a girl, this is where I stand. This yeah. is where I'm at. It doesn't mean I'm not going to like, you can't adjust my way of thinking through conversation or whatever but like this is where i'm at yeah and it's like when you're not folding over for other people they respect you for that Mm -hmm. it's this weird thing like we we talk about people pleasing in stand-up it's it's always like almost like counterproductive sometimes when you're just trying to please other people you you water down who you are on stage and i've i've had to battle that where i'm like i like i don't want to come like off like a douchebag but that's kind of what makes me funny sometimes uh there have been times where i'll go up at like a a club club like a big show and i'm i'm sitting there battling with myself because i'm like i need to do evil shit like i could go in there and do like hey guys here's some funny jokes and you're gonna giggle at my presence and nobody will give a fuck when i get off stage or I could go up there and tell a joke that I've written that's meaningful to me, and I'm like, this may not get a laugh, but they're going to fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, it, it may be more of a thinker, but, but I'm okay a- with that lack of laughter. Like, it's not going to throw me off because that was the whole plan all along, you know? That's what I call it when I don't get a laugh. I'm like, oh, they were just thinkers. Yeah, they were that all was a thinkers. Thinker. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and then I love to tell the audience, that was a thinker. You'll get it later because I'm a hack. You know? <laughs> it's like if that, you bang a girl and she doesn't come. She's just a thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll get it you tomorrow. You're going to come tomorrow. You can come all mm. over the place. You'll be in traffic. And this you, this, dick, all this dick catches up with you. <laughs> <laughs> that comes on layaway. You'll, you'll cash in. <laughs> Dude, we got to get out of here. We've, can you believe we've done an hour and 20 minutes? Hey, man, you are very engaging yeah. It goes by fast. Hell yeah. Uh, so so uh, I can't even promote the show. You've already watched it. It was well, a success. Again, thank everyone. Thanks, everyone, for coming out to the show. You and, guys and I'm rock. S- and I apologize for those that couldn't get in because it was sold oh, out. Man. I'm so sorry. We, we had to turn people away. We, we sick the dogs on them because they were just getting ready. It, it was a madhouse. Okay, how can people find you that like you? 
Uh, your, what's your Instagram and all that? You can follow me on all social media at Quincy Johnson II. I made it very simple for myself and others. Uh, I am on the Unpops Network every Thursday uh, with What in the World. We have one. We have a paid Patreon subscription for paid subscribers. But if you just want to try the show out, there are free episodes available on iTunes, SoundCloud, all the social media listening loo shit, and also YouTube. Look us up. We out here. Dude, I wish I had you on sooner because I'd been wanting to forever. But thanks for thanks for doing the show, yeah, man. This was a good time, man. And uh, come back anytime you want. Yeah, Any yeah. updates? Uh, anything you need? You want to talk about eating booty? We'll get back we'll, at it. Hey, we'll talk about we can we, we can have a full themed sex episode because I have some points of view. I'd love I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you and Tasha could have a good chat, too, because while, while she keeps me honest with like not being super, I don't know. Yeah, conservative, ma- manly. Mm-hmm. When I'm just like, you know, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll come home from a show or something, and I'm like, you know, I'll be in that like alpha kind of mode. I've just been hanging out with dudes, and she's like, "Whoa, chill the fuck out." I'm in my pajamas, and I'll be like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. But yeah, but I, I bet you know, her being from Kentucky and you being from Texas, I bet you know she agrees with a lot of the. I think that this traditional mm-hmm. ways of dating, where like the man pursues the woman, she agrees. I think a lot of women don't know that that. That that's the way it's worked oh, man, for a long time. Being, I, again, I, is, I, I worry is, about dudes that don't that don't know that like maybe they should still be hitting on you women. Can still in, be, in you a, can still be a man, but you don't have again. You don't have to be a predator. You don't have to approach from behind. Just have that same. I'm a jump on this booty confidence, but while looking them in the eye. And if jump. you if you've got enough swag where you just gonna go jump on a stranger's ass and start grinding, why can't you walk in? up to the face that's yeah. jump in the net will appear i didn't realize it's about jumping on the booty there it is jump in the booty will appear jump in the booty will appear there it is <laughs> that's man. the name of the episode jump <laughs> in the booty will appear quincy johnson thanks so much for doing the show mm-hmm. and everyone this thanks is for tuning in, guys. podcast bye adios <laughs>